Hello, friends. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Nal Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. Welcome to season two. I guess this is is season three. Yeah, season two was one episode long. (laughs) Um, No, we already did names. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. We're starting over from one. I've forgotten how to do this. Um, We're a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Uh, Simply put, we take questions off either social media or from our lovely listeners and we answer them. And on the topic of lovely listeners, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who, well, one, listens, but two, especially everyone who sent in uh, voice clips for our 100th episode because it made me feel a lot of things and it was fucking awesome. So, yeah, I definitely got a little misty eyed when I was putting it all together. It was very, very sweet. And uh, I know we said thank you last episode and I know we say thank you every episode. But I, I think I, I want to mirror uh, Niall's sentiment and, and thank you very much because uh, it, it meant a lot to us. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. So on to the dick jokes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We just we just kick right in. Or we talk about what so. we did last night, which was shoot a computer monster in the butt a whole bunch of times. That was earlier today, wasn't it? It was definitely last night. Was it? Dane is losing his mind. So it's time to hit him with some questions. <laughs> uh, pick one, two, three, or four. Uh, three. Three. Okay. So we're going to start off in the realms of sanity. This is by Boopity Bop. Not ready oh, to yeah. sleep with him yet. How to delay the sex a bit longer. So he's 26-year-old male, and I'm a 23-year-old female. We've been texting and talking daily for a month and a half, and recently went on our third date, which was great and ended with a serious makeout session. He flat out suggested we go up to my place, and I told him I'm not ready for that, and it's too early for me. He responded with just saying okay, but it came up again as a side comment after we kissed goodbye, and he was grabbing me, which was fun. And he said, you're sure you don't want me to come up? To which I again responded, nope, sorry, not ready for that. Now he wants to set a fourth date, and I would love to see him again, but I'm scared it'll come up again and that he'll pressure me. I mean, I trust myself to not do anything I'm not comfortable with, but I'm afraid of a situation in which he keeps on asking and hinting and I feel pressured and unsafe. I'll note that we are both looking for a serious relationship, and he himself said he wants to take things slow. So we did, I guess, what do I do? Uh, Prayer emoji. I'd love to hear a guy's answer on how I can do things on my own pace without being pressured into them. Also, while not hurting him. Help. First things first, you're not going to hurt him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's if this dude is going to get hurt emotionally or whatever by you not wanting to sleep with him at the beginning of a relationship, then red flags galore. Red flags just all over the place. There's no reality in which you hurt him. Yeah. Uh, And it's like it might be a little, you know, kicking his self-esteem or, you know, his ego. If he's used to, you know, not having to wait that long. Sure, that might happen. But like, if he gives a shit about you and is interested in you, that shouldn't be that much of a deal. And is also a decent person. Yeah. Um, Second, I wouldn't look too much into... I mean, I I guess it depends on how how it played out. But like, there's... I think it can be playful being like, you sure you don't want to come up? As in like, sort of... You know, if he's reading the sexual tension that you guys have between each other, I think it could be like a fun, playful throwaway. I don't think it necessarily like could. Like Again, I think it really, really depends on tone and delivery. I don't think it it has to be super creepy to ask a second time, especially if things are like getting hot and heavy again. Mm-hmm. And like, as you're as you put it, it, like it could be more of a like. He's saying it just to let you know that he really wants to, or like, it's not like a, I'm actually like re-asking the question more just a damn, this is really good. Like I'm letting you know. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely um, been on dates where women have told me, been like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, I've invited them back to my place and they've been like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not like, I think I'm going to pass on it. It's like, okay, great. But then like, you know, we'll be waiting for, trying to hail her a cab or something and we'll be making out like outside the bar and it's getting you know hotter and heavier than it should be in a public place and i've definitely been like are you 
double sure you don't want to come back because it's like you know things can change immediately you know mm-hmm. the same way that you like you can rescind consent at any point and you can also you know give, give consent mm-hmm. at any point so and like there have been times where people have been like actually you know what fuck that let's go back to your place or like come back to my place mm-hmm. um so i think i think that isn't something to really get hung up on it, un- unless it was done aggressively and creepily mm-hmm. um and that's sort of like up to your discretion what that means um, on the flip side, I think you can sort of figure out if there are things that you are willing to do, like maybe oral sex mm-hmm. um, or, you know, hand jobs or something like maybe there are things that you are comfortable doing and not going all the way with sex, mm-hmm. because like those are completely fine and, and you know, great. Yeah, you're not going to come and then be like, oh, if only I'd come a different way. Yeah, like I've definitely been like on first dates where like women have invited me back and they've been like, I'm on my period and I don't really want to have sex, uh, but I'm going to blow you. It's like, all right. Yeah, blowjobs <laughs> are incredible. No one's I, I've never been like, fuck. But other than that, like, I, I think I think you can definitely have a conversation and it's fine to do this over text. I think it, it eliminates some of the awkwardness to be like, hey, about last night, like I'm very attracted to you and I do foresee a sexual relationship with you. I just really want to make it clear that like, I want to wait and I will let you know when I'm ready. Yeah. There's no harm with that. And like on the good side of things, if he's like, well, fuck this, then you've done yourself a favor and you're not going to waste any time on figuring out whether this guy's worth dating. Cause he's not. Or put yourself in a position where like he does that in person. Yeah, exactly. Um, and on top of that, like uh, on a flip side as well, like maybe go and, you know, you say you're interested in like a, uh, uh, long-term relationship and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, maybe do like a proper, like, you know, full day date where like you go out somewhere and, you know, maybe you go to the zoo and you go to a restaurant, like make it a full like day where you don't have time or, or a place to, to fuck. You know what I mean? Like if you're out and you're doing a whole day activity, you know what I mean? Like say, oh, I got to go. Like if you have plans later or if you have whatever, or if you just spend so much time together and you're not near one of your guys' places, you're not going to really have the opportunity to. So like it's kind of a double whammy there where it's like you don't, you, you're you not in that position of like being awkward. And on top of that, you get to really spend some quality time together and figure out if this person is worth a long-term relationship. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's like, if at any point he's like, this is bullshit. I've done this or I've spent this amount of money. I've, we've gone on X amount of dates. It's sex time. Yeah. Then you like move on. Then it's Carry on. time. Yeah. Like it's, if he's not willing to respect your boundaries this early in a relationship, I can promise you it's not going to pan out well in the long term. Yeah. I think that's all pretty, pretty concise advice. Hit me. Uh, that should have been the name of the, the podcast. Concise Shit. advice. Hey, we would have been able Except, to actually, you know, run ads on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's false advertising because it's rare that we are concise. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes from so fucking shy off of Reddit. Hey, guys, I'm not sure what to do. My boyfriend keeps embarrassing me around my friends. He is seven years younger than me, so he's 22 and I'm 29. So, yes, I understand there is a maturity gap here. Every time he meets one of my friends, he asks them if they like rap and asks them if they want to hear him rap. They'll say sure. And then he puts on some weird voice and starts rapping pretty vulgar things. My friends are usually shocked and start laughing. Last night we were in a group of acquaintances and he started rapping and they all were egging him on and laughing and you could tell they were making fun of him. He thinks he's such a good rapper, but it makes me so embarrassed and I don't know what to do. He's so sensitive and I don't want to hurt his feelings. (laughs) that's such a powerful move man oh like imagine just hey hi nice to meet you want to hear me rap no 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 no. first he checks to see if that's their flavor he's like hey do you like rapping or like (laughs) rap music yeah man i I don't mind rap music great you want to hear me spit some bars because that's even better because he's considerate as well as powerful you know yeah like Like he's he's not just gonna bring the pain if you're if you're into country yeah, it's fucking weird to just go to someone and start rapping at them. Mm-hmm. But if you know that it's their, you know, preferred uh, flavor, mm-hmm. or even just not? that they're vaguely into it at all, 
Like, oh, imagine man. doing this with any other kind of fucking music. <laughs> hey, are you into a screamo? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally thinking about screamo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this. Uh, oh, I really want like questions like this piss me off that we can't just like open portals into just time and space and and yeah. just, just be there to witness this. Because, like, especially because it's not just like he's rapping out of nowhere, which is embarrassing anyway. The fact that he's not good at it and has a weird voice, which is embarrassing anyway. But he just jumps straight to, like, vulgarity as well. Like, that's, yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful. Like, the, the, the pieces of the puzzle here, like, I would, like you said, I wish. One, I don't believe this man doesn't have a SoundCloud. Oh, he, he must. Yeah. Uh, you know does it mean? say it in the questions at all? Can we, can the we comments, yeah, can we send a comment in and ask for this person's SoundCloud? <laughs> um, because it would be it would be something special. I will I will go back to this question and see if I can I can uh, suss out some some examples and, and play it for the old podcast. Can we get them to uh, to to rap our like song, like our intro? Oh hell yeah! Get like a little Josh Eagle, <laughs> this oh, guy matchup. Yeah. Hell yeah! Um, I once. Uh, so my ex's roommate's like guy she was seeing was mm. a self-proclaimed rapper and he lived down in Kensington Market and his his rap video, I've probably watched it like upwards of a thousand times because it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. It makes me cry laughing. And I once bumped into him with a bathroom uh, downtown Toronto and I was very drunk and was like, oh my God, man, I love your rap. Like, I you know, was kind of like gushing, and he literally like looks at me in the eye. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was thinking of giving it up, and now I won't. And I was like, "What have I done?" You put that. You put that evil in the world. It could be this yeah. guy. I wouldn't be surprised. He they hooked up like once or twice, and then he was like, "Hey, you want to hear my raps?" And like sent this really bizarrely filmed like acoustic rap set from his backyard of his apartment, and uh, it's it's great. I think everyone in the world has like a story like that. You know what I mean? Like where they like, wow, they know to, someone way to devalue my tale. <laughs> no, I mean like they know someone who shouldn't be rapping, who is like adamant that they are going to make it. Well, I, I also, think everyone knows someone like that. I find it funny because you don't really see the same thing with any other like genre of music. Like no one's like, Oh yeah, like hey, I'm really into jazz, and then they're just like really bad at jazz, and no one tells them like that they can't play the saxophone, or like you know, I I'm really into like, do you want to hear me sing like country songs? And they start spouting off about tractor, and everyone's just like awkwardly like, oh, he knows nothing about tractors. There's no other genre that has that. I think it's because rap requires usually nothing. either either like, well, I wouldn't go that far, nothing. sir. Uh, there's there's a cultural element of rap, at least good rap. Like I'm not talking about fucking mumble rap and all that shit. Like there's a cultural element to like good rap, of like like a, a respect of history. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people in this vein don't respect the origins of rap or sort of like the cultural significance of rap, mm -hmm. or like and even any of the context of rap. Yeah, and like there's there's also like a fair amount of musical talent to be a good rapper required. Yes. So when I said there you don't require anything for rap, I meant in terms of like if you want to play the saxophone, one, you need a saxophone. Mm -hmm. but two, you need to like practice at it. Uh same with guitar, you need a guitar, you need to practice at it, blah 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 blah. And well, like rappers don't practice? Well wait, wait for what I'm saying here. I'm saying startup cost um and talent kind of like commitment. Like, you can rap if you have a voice, basically. That's about it. You don't even need much in the line of, like, a backbeat or anything. Um, and, like, the rapping is kind of the main attraction, right? So that's why I think people can just, like, single-handedly be like, I am a rapper. I have a voice. You know, you don't need to be able to sing. You don't need yeah. to be able to... You don't need to be musically skilled in terms of, like, playing an instrument or learning chords or anything. You don't even need a backing band. It's just, like, everyone, you know... So if you want to become a jazz artist you have to put in a bunch of stuff that i guess probably cuts down all the people trying who aren't really into it whereas you're rapping it's like i've got a voice what if you want to be a jazz scat band 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they would be terrible, but there's no way Jazz Cat has ever been terrible. So it's like an enigma. That's true. Uh, I once um, convinced my ex-girlfriend that I had a rap group back in Ireland, and I kept the joke going for so long that she did not know whether I was like being honest or not. And when we went to Ireland, was like, "Does N Dog and the Boys exist?" It was great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's the same reason why so many people are like, I'm a DJ, but they have like Spotify on their fucking MacBook, and that's that's, fair. that's their fucking like claim to fame. What's okay, how do we help here? this person? <laughs> um, what what can they do to avoid this embarrassment? Uh, write a diss track about him. Yes, this is exactly correct. This mm-hmm. is the only option you have is challenge him to a rap battle. Yeah, and like here's the thing. He's not expecting it, but you are. You can write and rehearse this rap. Mm-hmm. You know him well enough to have like little details to like, you know, you can even like guide him into wearing a certain shirt, which you can yes. then reference in yes. the, you know what I mean? Start, you got to like peel it all back and start from scratch and be like, if he wears a shirt that you're like, man, I can dunk on that shirt so hard. Mm-hmm. When he puts it on, be like, baby, that shirt looks great on you. I love when you wear that shirt and just... You know, put it on him. Put, when you wake up in the morning, just be like, hey, hey, wear that. And he'll be like, what? And you'll be like, just put it on. Yeah, just just do it. He's not going to say no. He doesn't know clothes. Um, and then, like, I, yeah. so there's two ways you can do this. And it's either when he meets a new friend of yours and says, like, oh, do you want to hear me rap? And then she goes, no, they want to hear me rap. And he'll inevitably be like, <laughs> okay, you're like, sure. And then you're like, no, I can rap. And then jokingly be like, oh, we'll have a rap battle. I'm sure he'll be like, oh. This poor woman, and then you fucking scorch earth, burn him to the ground, or you enroll him in an actual, honest to god, like rap <laughs> battle competition, like an eight mile style. Exactly. Fucking. Yes, and you are also on the fucking ticket, and you show up and you destroy him in front of his peers, who are also rappers. What the good thing about do, this is, sorry, before it, before you take him there, you have to go to his parents' house. Yeah, there's for, a spaghetti. <laughs> Yes, for a spaghetti dinner and make sure he spills some on his shirt. No, no, you have to vomit on his shirt. If he won't do it, you have to. <laughs> if you eat his mom's spaghetti and regurgitate it onto the clothing <laughs> you picked out for him and then mock him about your vomit. Yes. That's a power fucking move right there. Um, and the thing is, like, you say, like, he's sensitive and stuff, but this is different because, one, it's the game. It's rap. You know what I mean? Like, if he gets yeah. beaten in the arena... That's one thing. But also, you're going to earn his fucking respect. So you're going to end up in a better position than when you were you were. And maybe he'll maybe he'll still harbor dreams of rap. But two things will happen. One, he'll probably try to get better. And two, he'll be scared to do it around you. Yeah. And, and that's PTSD. a win-win. You will, you will put him in such a PTSD hole when it comes to rapping in front of people that he will never do it again. Yeah. I think that's pretty much the only route. Yes. Um, do we do we want to give some actual advice? Uh, maybe just I don't like. I need to hear what he's saying. But I guess like uh, maybe just be like, hey, like, why do you do the rap thing? Like, what what is it about like first when you first meet someone that feel like that you feel like it's appropriate to just burst, bust out a rap? Like that that's kind of strange. Maybe just talk to him about why he feels like he needs to. I'm sure it's an insecurity thing. Like maybe he knows it's dumb and like, he's trying to make himself the butt of the joke or be like that funny guy. And like, it's just the biggest of all icebreakers. Like it's like dropping a bomb on ice because after you've done this vulgar rap and a weird voice out of nowhere, like there are no walls left up. Knowing people like this, I, I bet he thinks he's killing it every time. Yeah. Well then like, honestly, I, I do not know if you can be like, hey, just a heads up, your rapping is very bad. That's, I mean, like, that's the, the trouble of, of, like, any sort of time your partner does something that they're not great at. Whether it's, like, you know, if they are posting Instagram videos of them, like, singing and playing guitar, and they're fucking terrible. Um, but, but, like, that's of their own accord. I think you need to be like, hey, do you mind not rapping around my friends? I think it's sort of inappropriate you say some weird shit mm-hmm. and and it, and it's not something i want you to do around my friends if you want to do that with your friends by all means 
You know what I mean? If you guys want to have a fucking weird like rap circle with you and your buddies, do it. Mm-hmm. But around my friends, can you please, you know, cool it? Yeah, and you can always phrase it like in a really nice way and be like, look, when you like just bust this out the second they see you, like that's kind of all they see or think. And it's like, I want to, them to get to know you without like gimmicks, without like this kind of weirdness. And then one thing you can definitely mention without like probably offending them is the vulgarity. Be like, also, you're saying some weird shit or some hurtful <laughs> shit or some like, you know, offensive shit. Um, and, and I feel like that's a thing that he can't really take badly. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like at that point, if he's like, no, fuck you, you're stifling my creativity. I'll say what I want. It's like, well, I'm asking you as your partner and out of respect mm-hmm. for me and my friends to not do this. And if he's like, no, I'm not going to. It's that's who I am. And you're then don't dumb. like it. Yeah. Then it's like, then maybe you guys shouldn't be together. Like if this is something that's so fundamentally part of who he is. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe, if maybe your you wishes, the... if your wishes mean so little. Yeah, because like, you know, people don't necessarily have to change who they are for you. It could just be an incompatibility thing. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like right now you guys are incompatible. How long have they been dating? Does it say? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, because what I want is for this person to like, let's say this goes badly or they realize it's not going to work out. Do not dump him until you've introduced him to your parents, because I want to. I know I won't get to see it, but I want to know that there's a world where he meets your parents is like, hey, do you guys like rap and raps to them? <laughs> hey, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, you guys like rap? Because, you know, the mom's going to kind of shrug, but the dad's going to be like, yeah, <laughs> or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah. Or it'll be like, no, we hate that shit in this house. And then he's like, I'm out. Or it'll be like a dirty dancing style thing or not dirty dancing uh, footloose kind of thing where he like then tries to convince your dad that like now is the time for rap. Mm-hmm. I just need that to happen. Challenge him to rap battle. That's the real way to do it. Yeah. My 17 year old male girlfriend, 22 year old female is asking me to wear a body camera to school. I'm adamantly against this. What should I do? This is by Lukey boy zero zero. My girlfriend and I have been going out for the past two years. We met when I was working at a local gas station. She was a co-worker. We got along great and things progressed from there. I'm a very sociable person, but apparently to my girlfriend, I'm very flirty with women. To be honest, I kind of got where she was coming from, so I tried to control my flow of conversation with people, but in time, this made me a smooth brain when it came to conversation. Don't know what that means. No, me neither. I love her, but since quarantine, we've basically been living together and her possessiveness has skyrocketed, and whenever I bring up the topic of going back to school, she freaks out. We had a few arguments about it, but long story short, the compromise she came up with was I wear a body camera to school to make sure I'm not flirting. Along with obvious legal reasons and my own personal privacy, I'm very much against this. I love her. I really do. And I want to make it work. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you. (laughs) How is that a compromise? Like, what's the alternative? That you don't go to school? Uh, Sounds like it. This is insanity. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, like, one, you can't film people without their consent everywhere you go. Two, is she going to watch, like, eight hours of fucking footage a day to make sure that you're not flirting with people? So, somebody like this, there is no conversation you're going to be able to have that isn't going to be considered flirting. And it's not even, like, him flirting. It's going to be, like, if a girl Mm -hmm. in his class smiles at him... Mm -hmm. She's going to be like, what's that look about? Yeah, or like looks at you or anything. Yeah, I mean, the the insecurity and jealousy here is so toxic, so impossibly bad that I can't understand how like you aren't like addressing this with the most aggressive way possible and being like, this is I'm not doing that. That's not an option. That's not a compromise. What you're asking me to do is lunacy. Yeah. It's impossible, firstly. Like, you literally just would not be able to do it. Like, flat out. Like, there, there is no possibility of this ever being viable, firstly. So the very fact that it's becoming a... Like, if that's the compromise, and the compromise is impossible, then what are you left with? You're left with either her way or your way, and your way is just go to school, and her way is, yeah. I guess, give up your education because she's insecure. Yeah, or like, you know, you guys break up or whatever, which, hey, which, let hey, me tell you, 
that's not a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I that, like run there. I don't think there is a other possibility here. Also, can we just revisit the age difference here? He's 17. She's 22. They've been dating for two years. He was 15. Yeah. She was 20. It's pretty fucking weird. Oh yeah. Even 17 to 22 is like, you know, it's a yeah, hearty enough gap. That's a that's a good point. Fifteen to twenty two is a it like I know we talk about age not being really a thing, but like dating as a twenty year old dating a fifteen year old, that's that's wild difference. Because like it's not like you guys were a senior in high school and he was you know what I mean like because mm-hmm. like whatever that's fine, but like a five year age difference I mean like he was in junior high or you know what I mean like he was. He was not in the same school as you unless you had like a big ass fucking school. Even then, like, like you wouldn't still be in high school if you were 20. Yeah. Like that that's pretty fucked up. Like if it was a guy who was 20 and a girl who was 15, we'd be condemning this real hard. Yeah, you know? I didn't even think about the math there. Yeah, that's wild because like yeah. it would be like a fi- a fifth grader dating a first grader. And that's crazy. Yeah. Um so I and I, I think that's part and parcel in why he isn't condemning this as you said in in the harshest terms possible because there's such an age and like experiential like difference that like he's just kind of like succumbing to to her you know her knowledge which is probably exactly why she's dating somebody so young so she can get them to do fucked up shit like this 100 percent. yeah i mean i didn't go i like i didn't do the mental math there but yeah you're 100 percent right this this person i'm going to wager is not well no, this um, this person is an abuser, and so is- I'm I'm switching my answer to yeah. You have to leave the you have to get out of this relationship because you are not going to be safe, no. like ever. Like this is going to be one of the things where like she's going to accuse you of everything always, no matter yeah. what you do. You will always not be doing it right, mm-hmm. and you will you know you'll be flirting with people or you're not trustworthy or whatever, 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 and it's gonna fuck you up for life. Yeah. You need to get out of this. Um, there is no, there is no other solution, really. Um, and also, obviously, you didn't like figure the math because it's a lot easier when you're looking at the screen with the question and not just hearing it. Also, with all the other bullshit swirling around it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, run, Lukey boy, get the fuck out, like Lukey boy, you gotta go. There are rare, like no, I was gonna say there are rare occasions when like you know massive age differences work out, and I mean that when we're talking about ones that are legal, and yeah, this like one was not legal when it began and is still barely there. Like I don't know what country you're in, but you know usually it's seventeen, eighteen, and in that case, it's like if you're within a few years. And I'm pretty sure a five year age difference does not qualify for that. This person is preying on you because you're younger and you need to get the fuck out. Yeah. Find a normal girl. Apparently you're really flirty, so you'll be fine doing it. Yeah. And they won't make you wear like surveillance equipment. You'll be you'll be like more secure than police are. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. This comes from Roby One. Um my 27-year-old male, girlfriend's 25-year-old female, bionicle addiction is ruining our relationship. I just want to start by saying that I love her. Oh, that's weird. Uh, I just oh, want to start by weird saying about that loving someone. No, he's like, I just want to start with saying by Lemminger, comma, my girlfriend. It's like, yes, we know that. <laughs> I love her. My Bionicle. <laughs> yeah. I just want to start by saying that I love her. We met one year ago at a friend's party, and then before long, we started dating. Around two to three months ago, we decided to take the relationship to the next level and move in together. I know it was quick, but moving in let us save money on rent. We've always gotten on really well and haven't had any major arguments or issues. Ever since the COVID lockdown started, things haven't been the same. She lost her job at the start of COVID, and for the first month, everything was fine. But recently, she's been having to kill more and more time at home. She's always been into Bionicle and Lego, and I guess it's all, I've always been cool with that, but things have just gotten worse. Uh, initially, she just built some sets that she had at her parents. Recently, though, she's been binge rewatching the Bionicle movies for hours a day and playing with toys like a child. And now, when money is tight, she spends like $500 on Bionicles. I'm starting to find her less and less attractive due to this childish and obsessive behavior. How can I bring this up with her? I really don't want this to ruin things between us, but she's becoming increasingly distant, and I don't know what to do. And Bionicles were fucking sick, eh? I I don't think I was out of the the phase when Bionicles came out. I had some pretty fucking cool Bionicles when I was a kid, man. It was, it was fucking cool as hell. 
It's just like robot Lego, right? Like you, Lego or like robots that you put together via Lego? Kind of, yeah. They're like Lego with like a different kind of way of uh, of like inserting. And they had like little wheels on their back. You could turn them and they move things. Uh, they're basically like the love child between Transformers and Lego. Right, okay. Uh, they were fucking sick. I'd say just get into Bionicle yourself. Quit your job and like make that $1,000 on Bionicles a month. Yeah, can you turn this into a streaming thing? Like YouTube oh. people watch all kinds of crazy shit. If you like, is she cute? Because like that's all you really need, man. Yeah, like, people watch cute girls on YouTube do whatever. Yeah, like gamer bathwater sell like Bionicle bathwaters, but like these Bionicles bathed with me, two thousand dollars each. Yeah, um, but really, it, so here's what I think is happening. I think she's having a very hard time with lockdown. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know we and all did. Yeah, and and like this is something that probably is reminiscent of a time that wasn't fucked. Yeah, it's like her safe place, right? Yeah, she's, she's like regressing to feel more comfortable, um, kind of like how a lot of people are jumping towards conspiracy theories to feel like they're more in control or whatever. Um, and it's it's pretty fucked. Like if. You know, I, I think the worst thing here is probably the money, you know, because yeah. the rest you can kind of deal with or work through or whatever. Or even if you if it's not like permanent, it, it's it's at least like tenable for the meantime. But like if you're wasting money, if you're spending money you don't have and you're financially dragging both people down like that is not good. And I think very like first off, you really need to talk about that priorities and, you know, money because. You, you, you can't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, if you guys aren't doing well financially, the first thing to go is, you know, luxury goods and, like, non-essentials. And, unfortunately, the world is cruel and Bionicles are neither essential nor, uh, you <laughs> That's know. not the world I want to live in, Niall. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't want to tell you this, but Bionicles are non-essential workers. Um, But 100%. Nothing's going to crush your relationship more than, like, money problems. Um, yeah, and even like, even if this is something like that you guys can't figure out, you can still like care about the person, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and like you don't want to have to break up and know that she's fucked because she's spent all of her money. Yeah, uh, but even like you know, like that's one thing you can very easily bring up. As for the like rewatching Bionicle movies and playing with them, like she's a kid, I don't know how harmful that is, depending on like what her other options are. Like, I don't know where this question asker is from. And like, if it's shut down and like she lost her job, like there may not be other jobs going. So it's like, if in the meantime, all they're doing is being in isolation, maybe leave that for now, because honestly, everyone had to figure out some way to deal with, you know, just the sheer lack of like social interactions. So it's like, whether it's playing a video game all day or like trying to like work out or, you know, baking, Everybody kind of put their energy into something, and as long as it's not harmful and she's not like foregoing either time with you or time searching for a new job or, or something like that, I don't think it's the worst for now. You know? Yeah, I mean, like how many people? Like I know Amanda rewatched all the Harry Potter movies, and she's seen those a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It's like we had nothing but time to kill, and there's comfort in things that comfort you. Yeah. So if if these things bring her happiness, then it makes sense that she sort of went all in on it. Mm-hmm. I do think, depending on the extent, like if she's watching, I don't know how many Bionicle movies exist. Um, how do you not like know if that? She's, if she's watching the same like three movies like four times a day, then there are I, four. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, if she's watching four movies three times a day, like how did over you not know over, that? Just like on repeat. I would be concerned. Like um, I think that is a sign of, you know, something to be to be worried about. You know what? I I do mostly agree, but I also know many people who will rewatch things like constantly, and I don't understand that. Yeah, but like, if he's saying binge rewatching, that makes me feel like it's happening like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Again, if it's if it's just like you know once you know once a week she watches one of the movies then mm-hmm. uh, you know fuck it whatever but like yeah. if it's you know if she's watching these four movies every day and potentially multiple times in that day 
that would be concerning to me. And I think it's, it would also be concerning depending on like what he means by playing with them like a child. Yeah. Like, like if she's literally regressing into childlike behavior, mm-hmm. that would be concerning as well. Yeah. I kind of assumed he meant like the very act of playing with them was, yeah. you know, if, which... that's, if that's the case, I don't think that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, cool. Um, but I... if she's like, you know, actually, you know, playing with them as if she were a child if that's like what's happening mm-hmm. that's a that's a mental trauma issue that's happening and and needs to be addressed by a professional mm-hmm. now the thing is this might change your mind uh did you know who directed the bionicle movies michael bay shakespeare uh, oh like william shakespeare mm. <laughs> shakespeare <laughs> now what's his first name it's Shakespeare, so you need to know. Okay, what's his first name, though, now? It's, Tell me. It might be Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's a guy called Terry Shakespeare. And he directed the Bionicle movies. All and of that's them? The best, all of them. That's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so, technically, I could be like, yeah, man, I am very well-versed in Shakespeare. And just know everything about the Bionicle movies. And 100%. not be a liar. 100%. Man, how cool would it be to go into like Harvard and be like, yes, no, I could probably recite word for word at least an entire Shakespeare. <laughs> entire Shakespeare and then just mumble movie. Um, and then proceed to enact almost like our B movie friend, reenact a solo man play of one of the Bionicle movies. He also worked on. Like an American Tale, Beauty and the Beast, and 101 Dalmatians, all of whom were uh, were Shakespeare Shakespeare movies, I guess. Yeah, some of Shakespearean finest. Oh my god, I'm I'm back on the side of the Bionicles. They're made by Shakespeare. <laughs> that's such a great name to go into this industry. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So that's the thing. I feel like the money is just flat out a problem. And it needs to be addressed. It needs to be fixed. The playing and the watching is definitely red flag adjacent, if not fully red flag territory. But there is, like, if you think just rewatching things and playing with toys is itself a bad thing, I don't think that's true. Especially if, not in these circumstances. Exactly. Because, again, like, everyone's fucking lives got thrown for a loop. So it's like, you need to find something to do. And, like, it, you know, like, the sheer amount of time you suddenly have is is crazy and it's really hard to balance that and come up with things and it's like like maybe i don't know exactly what it is about bionicles that draws her to them but maybe there's another alternative that you could introduce her to which would like broaden her horizon give her more to do and like maybe you guys could get into it together like if it's like having like minecraft playing minecraft together it's Mm -hmm. the same sort of like building thing you know what i mean like and and it's something you guys can do together yeah or even like uh you know, if she likes playing with them, maybe she's making up stories in her head. Maybe like D&D or like some kind of role. Maybe there's a fucking Bionicle roleplay game. I don't know. There's four movies written by Shakespeare. There's a world I'm, of Bionicle I, I don't you, know about. There's probably video games of Bionicles as well. Yeah, so maybe one of those or even like Warhammer. Like maybe it's like having figurines and like, you know, maybe she could get them and construct and paint them. Like, I don't know. So maybe there's like a more positive way you could angle those things into, but you definitely need to sort out the money issue because you guys can't be fucking yourselves over like that. Yeah. So I think it's time for real talk. Uh, Maybe don't be dismissive. Don't compare her to a child. Um, Don't disparage her hobbies or the things she loves because there's nothing wrong with those. But, you know, focus on, on the really like the stuff that's just clear, clear cut bad, like the money. You can't spend money you don't have. That's just the way the way it is, especially not on things that aren't essential. Maybe watch a Bionicle movie. If they're made by Shakespeare, they might be fucking great. This is by Curly Butthair. <laughs> Should I bake a loaf of bread for my date? No. Nice question. Hit me with number two. I, 22-year-old male, was talking to a girl, 21-year-old female, and the conversation was kind of dying, so I asked her if she likes bread in an effort to continue the conversation, but also to break the ice with a small joke. What? We actually started talking about bread for a bit. Then the topic of romantic dates came up. So I jokingly said a walk at the park with a loaf of bread in hand is for me the most romantic date ever. 
She said long car rides in the sunset is the ideal romantic date for her, provided bread is also included. Eventually, I asked her out and, jokingly, offered to bake bread for us to take in the car ride. She agreed. Now the day of the date is upon me, and I'm preparing to bake the bread, jokingly. I told my fa- my family about the idea, and they dismissed it as being too classless and weird. I don't know. I don't think it's a bad idea. Plus, I haven't baked bread in a while, and I've warmed up to the idea of baking a whole wheat sesame loaf. Then again, I'm no expert when it comes to date. My question is, would it be weird to bring a home-baked loaf of bread to my date? Should I do it? Okay, this is kind of cute. Right? Um, See, I told you it was nice, but then I gave you the slip by saying it's by curly butt hair, which it is. I don't know don't know why. Is my, like, what a fucking plow, like, just a wild move to be like, this This conversation is dying. I know it'll save it. <laughs> hey, do you like bread? Good old bread <laughs> gambit. <laughs> I mean... Uh, that's my that's gonna be my new go-to move like if anyone's like oh how do i how do i talk to girls just be like ask them if they like bread brah mm-hmm. what are they gonna say no and hit if they with, do leave them hit with that <laughs> sweet loaf um but here's the thing you've made so many jokes about this and so many reference about it i think it would be such a disappointment if you didn't bring the loaf of bread yeah, a hundred percent. It's and like I, even... I don't think you necessarily have to slice it up and serve it while you're on the date, but I think it would be funny if, like, you know, in the glove compartment, you're like, "Hey, open that glove compartment," and they pop it open, and there's a fucking loaf of bread in there. Yes. I think that's fucking. You... you know what I mean? Like, I think that's great. You need to put it in the glove compartment because they need to get there. And be like, he didn't do the bread thing, okay? And then, oh shit, he did the bread thing. Like, this is right. so good. There's no like, there's no downside here. If they're like, it's weird that you did the bread. Then they're a fucking asshole, and they are not yeah. the kind of person you want to date. If your go-to move is "Do you like bread?", you are not going to get on with someone who thinks you're weird for bringing bread <laughs> to the first date. Like these are incompatibilities, right there. Uh, That's the thing. You've opened this weird bread door, mm-hmm. this weird house made of bread, and like you have to finish it. You have to finish the joke. You've set up everything. It's like it's a fucking it's a fucking joke you've written here. And you're about to skip on the punchline? Yeah. It's, you have, especially, like, the best part is, this person seems like they have a lot of bread experience as well. It's not like a random person was like, shit, I gotta learn how to bake bread now. They're like, I guess we'll do a sesame whole wheat loaf, like, whatever. It was like, it's been a while since I made bread. It's like, but also what I'm wondering is, like, this seems like an easy question to ask. But it also seems like they have a lot of history with bread. You know what I mean? When they say it's a bad, or it's been a while since they baked bread, and that family thinks it's a bad idea, do you think they get weird when they bake bread? Like, do they have, like, a they, dark bread they, secret? They also said it was classless. Right? That's weird. Like, what fucking rich-ass family thinks bread is classless? Yeah. I mean, or maybe they're maybe they're so poor that they're like, oh, now you're just flaunting, mm. flaunting such a, a vital you know, resource such as bread. Mm-hmm. You're treating it with such cl- like no class to just like make a loaf as a joke. Yeah, you can't just go around carting those bi- those luxury items. Bring a bionicle instead. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got to you've got to do the bread. And, and like I get, like you said, if this person is like weirded out that you followed through on this joke, they're an idiot and they don't know what comedy is and they don't know what what a good time is. Yeah. Bake it. Now, speaking of comedy, mm-hmm. are you ready for this? <laughs> are we going to make jokes finally? Um, I mean, this is this is kind of one of my favorite running jokes that we have. Okay. <gasps> oh, my God. Is she back? I had another dream of my ex last oh, night. And his ex-girlfriend on. told me he doesn't care about me. That's right. And let me tell you, Better Betch has... This isn't a Dan situation. She has not been silent. I've just been waiting. Oh my god, you've been lying in wait. Yeah, so I have a, I have a, like a, a combination of things. A little backstory: If you're a fairly new listener and you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I found a Reddit user named Better Bitch, and she posts her wild ass dreams about her ex boyfriend, um, who gave her a terrible STD, and it's been a very long journey of her curing it. Um, and she's on the road to recovery still. There's there's all kinds of drama going on where like she thought he might have been bisexual and having sex with his boss. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was very, very stinky 
that was a big thing that played into it was how stinky he was. Um, he also really liked looking at women, which was a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the big thing was that she had these very sort of like, uh, clairvoyant dreams, I guess these dreams that sort of illuminated things to her. Um, and they were always crazy. And I believe last we, we checked in with her, her boyfriend had died or her ex-boyfriend had died in a car crash. How long did it take uh, you to compile this history? Um, oh no, I'm so I'm so steeped in it. Mm-hmm. It is part of my very being. I hear they have uh, Shakespeare on to do the the screenplay of Better Batch Dog. <laughs> I would love a Terry Shakespeare original. <laughs> um, okay, can't wait to tag Terry Shakespeare in this conversation or this uh, episode on Monday. Yeah. I had another dream of my ex last night and his ex-girlfriend told me he doesn't care about me. Oh, no. As she was telling me how he was talking shit about me, in my mind, whatever, he tells me all your shit, too. I imagine him being sketchy and glaring in his car. (laughs) Perhaps the one he died in. Oh, no. (laughs) It hurts a lot that he doesn't care about me. I felt a lot of deep-rooted pain release, knowing I have all this pain because I chose to sleep with him and he didn't know what he had, dot, dot, dot. The first time I broke up with him, I should have left him, but he told me he won't cheat on me and he will love me forever. I really wanted to believe him. I really wanted us to work, but after a while, it was the same shit. Him checking out girls, the confusing signs there was something else, the hidden line that he might be fucking a man and being bisexual. I know he's bisexual. Who in the right mind will <laughs> Who in the right mind will tell me he thought he was gay and buy gay lingerie and lube? What's gay lingerie? I don't know, man. His eyes would glow when he sees another man's abs. Can't hide the truth. I was so sick of his shit, just sick of his nasty smell. I hated talking to him on the phone because he would scream. He was like the rest of my exes. They have no idea why I don't like talking to them on the phone. It's because stuff they say is fucked up and disgusting. (laughs) Even if I still have somewhat feelings for my ex, I can't go back with him ever. I love my body more than him. I don't want to catch anything again. I do want to clarify that you don't have a choice to get back with him. (laughs) He is dead. Is that it? Um, No, there's another one. Well, can we just point out that like it almost sounds like the blurb for a thriller in certain se- in a certain sense where it's like the the like question that there might be something else and the hidden line, but also I think he's possessed because his eyes would glow only when he saw another man's abs. Yeah, that's what triggers the the demon inside of him. Yeah, the bisexual gay lingerie wearing <laughs> demon. I assume did she mean just like jock straps? Like I I looked up gay lingerie and nothing really came up. I don't know. Like the only thing I can think of is like, maybe like if we're going to go real stereotypical is like leather, you know, Mm -hmm. like leather Leather chaps and like maybe a leather like vest or like a mesh vest. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's when I think gay lingerie, that's as close as I can come up with a mental image in my head. I think the closest I get to is like, there used to be a, oh, there, I don't know if it's still there. There's like a sex shop down the village in Toronto. And uh, they had this display of like these like leather, like gladiator, like sex outfit thing. And it was so fucking cool. And I wanted it. I didn't know what I'd do with it. I'd probably look really silly, but that's the closest I can think of. of yeah. Maybe he just wanted to be a cool I... leather gladiator like I did. Yeah, maybe. Um, this comes from Better Bitch again. Uh, after watching a Netflix shows. Or after watching series of Netflix shows, my ex was stinky, drinks alcohol, cheats, and very cheap. I think I found a guy every woman ends up dumping. I remember I would do neck stuff with him, and when I smelled him deeply, he stank. It was awful. Why is he so smelly? Also, what is neck stuff? I, uh, I assume it's like kissing his neck, or she just like jerk him with his neck with her neck. I don't know, man. So there's one last post I want to read. I'm not gonna read the post, really. Um, so, uh, my ex who gave me MG wants to get back together. He treated me like shit and I don't want to get reinfected. Uh, he texted me flirty messages, blah, blah, blah. Here are the like 
symptoms that I'm currently experiencing. Yes, I love him. But even before I dated him, he likes a lot of women. He likes to have sex with multiple people at once. He did fuck a guy before. He loves cheating. I can't expose myself to MG again. And this time, I might not even get cured due to antibiotics resistance. I can't live a life with STDs forever and being worried of cheating. And then someone asks, didn't you say the guy died in a car accident? And she says, I thought he did. Turns out he's alive. <gasps> and then same person asks, what gave you the impression that he was dead in the first place? And she says, his friends, his friends told me he's dead. <laughs> and then another person. So this is a, this is part of the saga that I missed. I thought you said he killed himself. He's alive now and wants to get back together. I'm sorry. He's alive now is a wild sentence. Well, that's exactly what the next person says. Alive now? As in he was dead and now isn't? What did he do? Uh, and she says, I didn't ask. Just called him some bad names. I'm not interested in his well-being after he left me in the hospital with MG. Imagine you came back from the dead and like you meet your ex-girlfriend just calls you some bad names and walks Hey, away. you stinky bitch! Get out of here! Maybe that's why he smells bad. Maybe he's been dead this whole fucking time. He's a zombie. He just like keeps going back to life, but his meat is slowly rotting. Maybe that's how that's why she caught that's all how these she diseases. Got disease. Oh my yes. god, we solved it. Um, so that's. Let me just tell you, it's been I think two years since I discovered Better Betch, and she is literally still talking about the same two things, which is the disease she has and her ex. To be fair, if you had an ex that came back from the dead and also kept giving you diseases, you'd probably still be talking about them too, wouldn't you? I mean, I guess. But yeah, that, that was my better betch update. Okay. Uh, that makes my life so happy. Um, do we have time? Oh, we probably don't have time for one more. Damn it. I was going to do more Tinders. Uh-huh. But I think instead I'm going to read this email that I just got from one of our listeners. Okay. Uh, this is going to be... They didn't give an agent name, so I'm just going to give them one. This is Agent IPA, and uh, they got this sent to them. On LinkedIn. So this is going to be our red flag uh, scan of the day. Hello, Agent IPA. I am so sorry to infringe on your privacy. It said a picture is worth a thousand words. I read your profile on LinkedIn and you caught my eye. Light can be defined without the sun. Sweetness can be defined without honey. Fragrance can be defined without a rose. But beauty cannot be defined without you. Oh, I am interested in communicating more and sharing more about me with you and hope to learn more about you too. That is, if you are interested in communicating further. This is all new to me. It's the first time I'd ever go against the protocol of doing business only on the LinkedIn website. I believe everything is possible if we set our mind and heart together, just like I believe good things can be found in the least places and when we least expect them. I do not just give out my personal details like email or phone to people off LinkedIn or on it, but I'm willing to make a compromise to communicate with you. So here I am emailing you off the site because I really wanted to touch base with you. I'm interested in making a friendship with you. This is me being honest. I hope no offense is taken. I understand the medium is a business networking profile or business networking medium, not a dating or social networking website. And I don't intend to use it for one. I will wait for your response soon, hopefully. Without meeting on, or without hiding under the cloak of ambiguity, I convey to you my expressed desire to be a close friend, confidant, and someone to hope to meet someday. I may not expect you to completely disclose your identity, due to the mischief of some operators on this platform. However, you may therefore wish to know that there is someone who truly admires you and that someone is me, and me has a capital M. I do believe friendship can be established far across the realms of the ocean, and though miles may lay between us, we're never far apart, for friendship doesn't count the miles, it's measured by the heart. Making a thousand friends a year is not a miracle. The miracle is to make one friend that stands by you for a thousand years. Have a lovely day and hope to hear from you. Warm regards, Elwood. Is that whose picture you sent me? No. That will be oh, okay. relevant later. Okay, I was like, that's just Ron Perlman. <laughs> it is it's Ron Perlman, don't worry. <laughs> I was going to say, is this guy trying to pass himself off as a famous actor? <laughs> no, Ron Perlman will become uh, significant later on in the podcast. Okay. Um, cool. So... This is like, like, I wonder, like, this is how I feel about like guys honking at women in cars. 
has it ever worked? Has anyone ever sent out a fucking LinkedIn like pickup line, especially like even not one as fucking extravagant as this, even just like any sort of attempt to be like, hey, I saw your picture. You're beautiful on fucking LinkedIn. So women usually have pictures of like them in business attire where like, you know, the most neutral possible photo. Has it ever worked? I'm going to guess. No. Yes. So my girlfriend uh, knows two people and they met on LinkedIn and they got married recently. And this is pretty much exactly what happened. Although I'm assuming the initial message was less fucking wild. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I take it back. Keep fucking honking at women then. Also, Dane, how would L would know if this works or not? Because this is the only time he would ever make this concession. The only time he would ever send a message like this ever. Honestly, he doesn't even give out his personal details like email or phone to people on LinkedIn or off it. But he's willing to make a compromise communicate. He's so a ghost. Emailing you off the site because he really wants to touch base with her. Yeah, I'm sure it's not copy and pasted onto a fucking like <laughs> notepad document on his desktop that he just like. Uh, it's such know. a wild, wild message. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite thing is like the business jargon scattered throughout it. You know what I mean? I want to touch base with you. You know what I mean? If you're interested in communicating further, it's like, I think this is a guy who all he can do is business. He sold his soul uh, to, to be a good businessman. And now everything he's he does has to be business adjacent. So do you think that's why he can't give out his number to people? Yes, exactly. In, in reality, he can only do it on LinkedIn if it's a business opportunity. Yes. So LinkedIn is kind of like his back door where it's like, hey, it's a business profile. Can I use that, Satan? And Satan's like, damn it. I guess you can. He's like, cool. And this also explains the like 1000 year. Right. How you know, else are you going to live for a how... thousand years? Yeah. And it's like, you know, if, if you join me now, we can be together after a thousand years. And once once we make it that thousand years, I will be freed mm-hmm. from my shackles. That was like that was the curse he did that say, I need to break. He did say a lot of like fantasy jargon, too. You're right. He did say far across the realms of the ocean and yeah. miles lay between us. Is he buried in the earth? It might be. It might be one of those situations where like, yeah, he's. He's been he made a deal with the devil and and like the only way he can get out of it is if someone is willing to spend a thousand years with him. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, aside from the the like you know fact that he can only do things that are related to business and is immortal, I see no red flags here. Yeah, I mean considering his restrictions, which are uh, you know astronomical, mm-hmm. he's doing a good job. He's working around his disability, and it's great. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, friends. Um, it is always a pleasure to do this. Um, I, I've got renewed vigor with this 101 episode, this season three episode. It's it's uh, like we said at the beginning, it was so very nice to hear everything that you guys said to us and, and the emails that we received. We got a bunch of people who uh, weren't comfortable sending in voice clips, but still sent us some nice messages. Uh, so thank you very much for those as well. Um, it, it means the world to us. Yeah, uh, I literally can't describe how much I loved hearing all the messages people sent in. Um, really meant a lot. So thanks, guys. Um, if you would like to reach out to us um, and ask us a question, you can do so uh, by various means of social media. You can hit us up on Facebook at FCK Buddies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at FCK underscore buddies. And you can uh, hit us up on Gmail at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com or you can visit us online at fbuddiespodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca you just hit the little contact form fill it out give yourself an agent name and we will get back to you as soon as we can thank you josh eagle and the harvest cities for the song paper stars and i'm sorry we're replacing you with a soundcloud rapper (laughs) are you ready yep so this is when the things i was talking about become relevant so ron perlman you haven't seen sons of anarchy no just so you know, that is what he looks like in his role as Clay, uh, Clay Morrow in Sons of Anarchy, right? Okay. Are you ready? You comfortable? Yep. This is good, he says, and leans forward, pressing a kiss to the blue-furred monster's cheek. Oh. Me glad Clay like. No recipe. Cookie's speech is simple, but Clay oh. likes that, and his scratchy voice is enough to make Clay hard. Retiring to the bedroom with a plate of cookies and two glasses of milk, 
<laughs> only seems natural at this point. <laughs> it's this Sesame Street Sons of Anarchy fan fiction. <laughs> Why does this exist? <laughs> Who wanted this? Hesitantly at first, but Cookie's soft grunts of excitement as he watches <laughs> our return on, and he quickly discards the rest of his clothes and climbs onto the bed. <laughs> Clay wanted this? Cookie's uncertainty goes a long way towards helping push Clay into this, because the fact that the monster asks him if he wants this shows that he cares. <laughs> yes, Cookie, I want this, he assures the monster, smiling and raising his ass up in the air. Cookie shoves a pillow shaped like a big bird beneath his hips and Clay sinks down into the pillow and tries to relax. He's never been on the receiving end of something like this before and though he's a little afraid, he trusts the blue furball. When Cookie inserts one of his thick fingers coated in some kind of cooking oil into a virgin hole, the stretch burns more than he ever imagined it would. And he almost so begs long? Cookie to stop, remembering all the nights he'd awoken to find the sticky evidence of another sweet dream. Clay simply takes his fingers into the black satin bed sheets a little harder and bites down on the back of his wrist, holding in the bulk of his pained cry. It hurts like hell at first. Truthfully, he feels a little like he's being impaled by the business end of a baseball bat. But then when Cookie stills, his concerned, gruff voice stiltedly questioning, Clay, okay? <laughs> He nods, even though it isn't okay. And he's grateful when the monster waits until the muscles around his abnormally thick digit relax before he pushes in a little further. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm going to skip past the nine paragraphs of them slowly fucking. Unless you want me to keep going. No, please don't. I'm just going to end with this. Clay want more cookie? Clay can see the eagerness on his monster's furry face. No, cookie. Once is enough for tonight, he sighs, laying his head on monster's soft chest. His fuzzy brow furrows. Cookie do something wrong? Cookie hurt Clay? No, cookie. You did everything right. He grinned up at his fuzzy lover. Okay, if Clay say so, me believe you, cookie replies with a sigh. Hey, cookie. He asks as he twines his fingers in the soft fur of his broad chest. <laughs> yes, Clay? His big furry hand glides smoothly up and down Clay's back, drawing random patterns. Just hold me? The vulnerability rolls off him in waves, and Cookie holds him tighter. Yeah, me hold you. Me hold you a long time. Maybe forever. You know what the most upsetting thing about all this is? This is the healthiest sexual relationship we've ever heard (laughs) in your fucking sex writing. Can we just point out that at the very end of this page, there's Works Sized, Sesame Street, Jim Henson, produced by Jangans Cooney and Lloyd Morissette. I promise you, I promise you these people put their names on this. (laughs) Kurt Sutter, Sons of Anarchy, FX Hollywood, California Television. Oh my god. Oh. I'm crying. Like there are tears rolling. Yeah, down me my... too. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh god. Oh shit. This was meant to be bad sex writing. So okay. I'm gonna leave it alone because I don't think we need to talk about it. But he says, Do you want another cookie? And he says, Once is enough for one night. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me? That cookie is synonymous with anal sex. So are you telling me that the monster, the puppet, the beloved Sesame character that we know as Cookie Monster, in his mind, his name is Sodomy Monster. Hey, did you not know that? That's... You've never been into the, the, the lore? 
This is that was chapter two, by the way. Chapter one involves Big Bird, Elmo, Grover, Telly, and Oscar conducting an intervention where they say he needs to stop having cookies, but they're too much like crack and he can't and he needs cookies more than them. So he leaves, goes to California and ends up in uh, the town where Sons of Anarchy happens and meets Clay. Fantastic. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, my other thing is he's got black satin sheets on his bed, mm-hmm. but also has a body pillow of Big Bird. Don't you? What kind of fucking aesthetic are you rocking here, Sodomy Monster? Okay, that's enough. Whew. Okay, to finish to finish us off. I, I already finished. Yeah. I mean, sticking in the lines of fucking, I guess, fan fiction. Uh, this Pornhub comment comes from I Am Goku. And they say, hi, I'm Goku. Just a reminder, every minute you spend on pornography is time you could spend on training. Seek the ultra instinct. <laughs> My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Nas Payne. We've been your fuck buddies. Get a cookie.